Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I'm honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, This podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode four of season two of This Osteopathic Life. I come to you today from a second consecutive weekend in Southern Oregon, which is a record for me in these recent weeks, and incidentally, from inside our car. As you might relate, sometimes you need to get things done in unexpected ways and find opportunity in hidden and unexpected moments. And for me, that is between basketball games for my two sons today And this is the quietest space around. The surroundings that I can see are mountains and fields and the school where I'll soon enter to see my oldest son play his second game of the day. And I'd like to take this time to talk about uncovering and perhaps a little bit of discovery along the way. When I set out for this week's podcast... I had this idea of finding ease within the struggle, and we've talked about that a little bit in recent episodes. But as I went to do some investigation, almost subconsciously or beyond my control, I typed in the word to the search bar, uncovering, and paused with that for a moment and thought about where it might lead And the first that came up was the definition, the simple definition, to find something buried under. And as I thought about that in its alignment with the idea of continuous sense of obstacles and overcoming, and the idea of finding ease within or between the struggle, it seemed appropriate and intriguing to think about what might be buried underneath, or sometimes what might be buried or hidden in plain sight that we're overlooking for whatever reason, whether it's the busyness of the season and we just don't even have the peripheral vision to allow us to take a glance. You know, Think about when we're in survival mode, we're really only thinking about moving forward and keeping ourselves free from the predator's around us and running to escape a dangerous situation. And we don't necessarily take the time or have the latitude to really look beyond ourselves and across a broader horizon. And so we might need to uncover things in our external environment. Many times they might be right there in plain view. And we need to have a moment of clarity and space to allow us to uncover the blinders in our own vision to see them more clearly. The end of that sentence is to find something buried under the ground by removing the earth on top of it. 
In this one, as I took the whole of that statement, that definition, that sentence, really spoke to me for a lot of what has gone on in my life over the past year and even more broadly in the past decade, that it takes some removing, some taking away, some thinning back, some peeling back layers to really find the gold that's buried underneath. And sometimes it requires us to start with all those layers. You know, we're kind of buried under that pile of experience, you know, of trial and error in life, of testing different ideas and ways of being, places, spaces, jobs, people, relationships. And we pile it all on and then perhaps it serves you know, as that fertilizing soil and we can dig underneath and find the richness of the treasure that is there. Sometimes it takes time to germinate or in this modern world where we are to ferment and change kind of the depth of the nutritional quality of what might be there. But sometimes we have to take things away to truly uncover what is important, what is true, what is real. And that's been a lot of my experience lately. And as I look back on what's been a busy two weeks of patience with all those weekends of travel, I had some shorter weeks in there. So these past two full weeks in clinic, and particularly this week where I thought all of Wednesday that it was Thursday. And if you ever experienced that, getting to the end of that day and to the start of the following day only to realize it was in fact Wednesday and now Thursday is beginning again. A little bit of that Groundhog Day effect where you feel like you've just extended your week by one-seventh or one-fifth, we think, just of the five-day work week. And it can make for a very long experience. But I digress. As I looked at the patients with whom I was interacting this week and a number of new patients, there was a lot of conversation around peeling back the layers, seeing their health that has been buried in a lifetime of exposures and experiences and traumas and challenges and overwhelm and sickness and injury. And knowing that the health is still there, but it requires some digging, it requires removing kind of that big pile of debris that has covered up the jewel, the gem, the gold of their health in order to see it more clearly. An additional definition of uncovering is to discover something secret or hidden or to remove something covering something else. And this one I find interesting because in the initial definition, it's almost like we know something is there, you know, and hopefully we know ourselves to have the capacity for health or to have been healthy. And with some help, with some reflection, with some perspective, we can get a sense that we have buried it under these other things and we need to uncover it in order to get there. But we know what it is that we're digging for. Another way to approach the idea of uncovering is kind of this incidental finding, you know, which we'll see a lot in medicine, on imaging studies in particular, where you 
orders an x-ray to look at something specific and along the way, something else unexpected is uncovered. And that can be serendipitous. It can just be coincidental. Sometimes it can be very helpful. You You might uncover and discover something that needs to be evaluated that you might not have looked for based on the original chief complaint. Similarly, in our lives, we might do some of that peeling away, digging out the act of uncovering, perhaps searching for something in particular that we expect to be there. But as we get deeper and take those surface layers away and get to the core, we might be surprised to discover something totally unexpected, but oftentimes totally necessary. With patients, we'll often hear in their stories, and it usually doesn't come in the direct interview process. So patients have the opportunity to fill out intake forms and share their medical history, and then I'll go through them directly. And sometimes it can feel redundant, re-asking the questions, but often even in that little bit of dialogue or nuance, they will find something more to share. It will trigger a different memory or make a connection that they hadn't considered on filling out the form. There's likely also some element of trust building in that human connection where you might not want to just write on a piece of paper for someone you've never met before, the more challenging aspects of your history. But in a conversation, in that human connection, there's opportunity to expand. Oftentimes, the true uncovering doesn't happen until we've moved through the direct dialogue piece into exam where perhaps it might be highlighted for the patient. You know, this doesn't move very well here. Are you sure you never had any injury? Or was there some other illness that might have been related to this? And they'll say, oh, yes, I forgot about that. And even more frequently, it will be during treatment. And the body is a great guide to revealing history and past illness and experience and in making contact with a certain part of their physical body or highlighting an area that might be unexpectedly painful will remind them that, oh yes, I had this injury, even sometimes this surgery, something that was very severe that comes up for them. And that act of engaging on a conversational level, on a physical connection level, on the level of humanity and caring and curiosity and care and conversation, it can uncover something that they didn't recall or expect to be relevant to their visit. Sometimes folks come in for low back pain and don't think anything about a fall they sustained that led to a broken arm as being part of it, and it could be very much so. They don't expect that an emotional trauma that they experienced in their youth could play a role, but as we illustrate and make those connections for them, it becomes more clear, perhaps in a surprising way, but we're finding in those deeper layers what might actually be contributing to their long-term challenges to full expression of health. The first definition of uncovering that came up in the search engines actually had to do with the legal world. And it states, uncovering is the discovery process is a law procedure by which the intervenient parts of a conflict gather evidence before the trial. 
the discovery procedures that a party can use to uncover evidence about the opposing party are interrogatories, requests for production of documents, requests for admissions and depositions. And I think of this echoing again in those patient encounters. And I think about as well when we're making big life decisions, when we're wondering about what to do or where to be or how to be or when to be, we go through this discovery process. And I wonder if we're using all those tools that are available to us to truly dig in and gather real and objective and meaningful evidence about both sides to the possibilities of the decision we might make. Psychology Today, as I've noted before, is always a great resource for me when I'm looking through the topics related to these episodes. And a few different articles came up, and I'll put the links to them in the show notes for your review. And one that I had to laugh at a bit was Uncovering Hidden Causes of Indecision. And for this one, the example in the opening paragraph had to do with what do you want for dinner tonight and how much angst and lack of clarity and direction this can cause for people. And it seems so ridiculous. It's obviously a question and a problem of privilege you know, that we have so much choice that it can make that decision so challenging. But thinking about what stops us for, from making decisions easily and clearly and with confidence and clarity and gaining, again, that evidence, going back to that legal definition for uncovering and finding out what it is that motivates us, that brings us joy, that connects us to others, and how we can use those concepts when we're going through the decision-making process. Thinking about the act of uncovering both what we might expect to find and being open to the unexpected results of such a search and act of revealing. One simple statement that stuck out to me was, finding our bliss reveals our truth. And this one feels a little bit tough for me. Bliss seems so magical and ethereal and almost you know, impractical, but I need to stop and consider that bliss doesn't have to mean excess or privilege or high cost. Bliss can truly mean that which makes us happy, that which brings joy, that which is filled with ease and that can reveal our truth. So thinking about what it is that creates for us that state of bliss, that state of pure truth and being, and then stopping to think what's involved and what that tells us about our truest selves. As we move through this and consider what could be our bliss, Wondering if we operate out of fear, you know, if we operate based solely on rules, or if we can operate out of a place rather of wholeheartedness 
and impeccability. I've talked in previous episodes about the four agreements. And admittedly, I recognize times when it's been a struggle more recently to truly stay within the four agreements and operate in a way where I'm not taking things personally and practicing impeccability with my words and always trying my best, being skeptical, but learning to listen. Ever a work in process moving through these. Another component of uncovering that came up for me was from Oprah. And I've listened to her super soul conversations and done some of her meditative work recently. This was actually quite an old article, I think from 2000, talking about uncovering shadow beliefs. And I think this was where I was headed when I thought about uncovering. And this spoke to me because it's stating that shadow beliefs are what hold you back in life. And thoughts, ideas, internal dialogues, kind of the narrative of the self-story you're crafting that you might not even notice. You know, and so it's gaining awareness of these undercurrents that might be actually pulling you down and obstructing your capacity to lift and rise through the surface. Some of them are kind of derogatory statements that we believe about ourselves, sometimes consciously, most times subconsciously, that we don't have worth, you know, that others deserve what they have, but we do not, that success, you know, is this ethereal, esoteric experience that we can't have, that there's something wrong with us, that our capacity to trust or be trusted is broken. In the act of uncovering for these is digging deep and finding out what the source is. And where do these originate? What caused them to be such a key and incorporated part of our being and how that's holding us back from the fullest expression of our health, of our greatness, of our potential, you know, of our movement forward into progress in the world. Thinking about uncovering our best self, uncovering our health as it's hidden within, considers that we need to be in somewhat of a balanced state. And this quote I appreciated, and again, I'll link the article here, in order to do our work with our leaders and peers, we need to be alert and attentive, able to notice and inhibit impulses and regulate and understand strong emotions, which means being at what we could think of as a nervous system Goldilocks state, not too agitated, not too relaxed, but just right for the given situation. And what spoke to me most about this is that Goldilocks state. And I'll talk about this a lot with patients, with athletes in the gym, with my children, you know, that just right way of being and working on that pendulum swing in both directions. And sometimes we need to take it there, you know, like that concept of being buried under all these different life experiences. Same with the act of finding balances. We go way far in one direction, you know, we're way too worked up. We might swing way too far in the other direction and not be concerned at all. And then swinging back and finding that state in the middle where we're aware and available and active and engaged, 
but we're not too wound up and too stressed about anything. But we're also not so unfocused or unaware that we can't respond as needed, that we can't act in the process of uncovering. And I think that active and dynamic but relaxed state is really one we seek in many parts of our life and one that can really be useful in the process of uncovering, allowing us to be participants, you know, to work to remove some of those obstructions and layers and levels of experience that might have gotten in the way of our health, but not working ourselves into a frenzy, you know, digging out of that hole and just throwing the dirt in another area and piling it up over another important piece of ourselves, but doing it in a methodical and thoughtful way, making space and holding open the possibility to discover something we might not expect. To support this, there was an interesting article on strengths. And I've taken some strengths assessments online, you know, it stratifies, there's usually 50 of them. And you gravitate generally towards those top 10, you know, where you say, yes, you know, this is me and this is what I'm good at and this is where I put my areas of focus. And you might look at the last ones and say, well, yeah, of course, I'm not good at that at all. But the big opportunity lies in the bulk of the middle. The ones you might not identify with necessarily, but you might not feel uncomfortable with. And seeing how you can optimize in that zone can be a really key area to uncovering your best self and your best health. And it's stated in the article like this. Our rationale for approaching your life is that the world around you is dynamic And what worked well today may not work well tomorrow. New challenges will emerge and adaptation requires drawing from and developing new skills and perspectives. Uncovering hidden strengths by transforming the right middle skills into new learned strengths at the right time is what leads to ongoing leadership growth. The very foundation of leadership development and coaching is centered on identifying and developing middle skills on a continual basis. Now this article, as you can tell, was written from a leadership perspective but can be more broadly applied to anyone in any situation, particularly if you think of yourself as the leader of your health. So if you are actively navigating and nurturing and cultivating health within and between yourself and the world around you, thinking of these leadership skills as being meaningful ways to advocate for and guide the health through and forward and into growth, utilizing, gaining, growing that middle set of skills that aren't your most fabulous and fantastic ways of being in the world, but also aren't your worst. That's where you have the greatest potential for growth. And so there are different strengths assessments that you can take You could also do an inventory if you're willing, able, and capable of being honest about it. You know, list 10 things and rank them in order of, I'm amazing at these, I'm terrible at these at the bottom, and then stratify those in the middle. And see some that you could use some support in improving upon to allow yourself 
to broaden the depth of your skill set and to diversify how it is that you engage with yourself and with the world and people around you in order to be the best advocate for your own health and health in general on a broader scale. So as we move into this week or through the end of this weekend and on this leap year day, this bonus day, right, that's uncovered once every four years, giving us opportunity to lengthen the year by one day and to experience the uniqueness of something that doesn't happen just on a regular basis. I challenge us to think about what it means to uncover and the discovery process that can come with being willing to broaden our horizons, broaden our scope of vision, to dig a little bit in a way that is meaningful and active and dynamic, but isn't overwhelming. And it's also methodical and thoughtful and in a structured way to optimize the function of the action of doing the digging. To be open to finding what it is we might expect and also to the possibility of incidental findings that can be truly meaningful and important and helpful in leading us down the next best steps of our path toward health. Maybe it's shifting things around. You know, we're not necessarily eliminating things when we dig. You know, there's a big pile of dirt and we're digging through. The dirt doesn't just go away. You know, we might make a new pile. We might redistribute it to become nourishing for another environment. But if we're able to move from one spot to another, we might realize that we've been obstructing something so key and critical for our health that was hidden underneath. Thinking about what it means to use our bliss to reveal our truth and offering bliss the opportunity to exist not in a selfish or fancy or an unobtainable way, but simply in a way that allows our heart, our soul to feel free, to feel rejuvenated, to feel true and deep connections that then allow us to see more clearly what is our truth? What is it that we are seeking to uncover by doing these things? And then finally, to be willing to play to our strengths when it serves us to recognize what our weak points are and how to align ourselves best in a situation to take on the tasks that we can serve from our most authentic self in a meaningful and thoughtful way to contribute to the greater good of the whole. But also to be willing to nurture and to enrich and strengthen that middle ground, those strengths that exist but aren't our immediate, most natural, inherent talents but that we can manage and we're currently pretty good at them or moderately good at them, but with a little bit of help and support and practice and investment of time and skills, we could actually improve them significantly 
and broaden our capacity, our internal personal resilience, and make ourselves stronger for our own health and for the health of the community around us. So that's a wrap for today. Thank you for your time, your investment, your willingness to listen and to consider. If you have a moment, you can subscribe to the podcast, rate, review, share the episodes, visit thisosteopathiclife.com. And my task, new month, new task, will be launching the Instagram account with posts. So look for that if this is an application that you use and share on there your stories of the discovery of the best health of all things. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.